0: Powered by Go -Go Sports in partnership with TSN. And this is episode 28, season four of the Ray and Dregs podcast. Presented, as always, by our title sponsor, Canadian Public Whiskey. Coming up, it is a special holiday edition, Ray, of Ask Ray and Dregs Anything. We're going to get to as many questions as we can. Now, normally, we we do this at least once a week as part of our weekly ritual of Ray and Dregs. But we have historically, you know, done specialized shows like this almost every week. I think we're impressed by the questions that, that flood into us, but we don't go get to enough of them. And we, we often say, look, we've got to do that special edition so that we can get to to more of the questions. So here we go. Are you ready? Fire them up. That's what the podcast is about. It's a special holiday edition of Ask Grain Dregs Anything. And if you're new to Ask Ray and Dregs, you can fire your questions to us on Twitter, Instagram, at Ray and Dregs, or on the website, rayandregs.com. And as we've been doing through much of Season 4, we are awarding one of the question askers each week with some Ray and Dregs merch. We've also got some fancy shirts in now, including Nike golf shirts. So thank you to Canadian Club Whiskey for helping out with that. We're going to start, right with Instagram, and a question from Merv. Merv's got an interesting question. Wants to dive into the dressing room, right? Money on the board. Who pays it? Who gets it? How do they get it? What is it used for? Now he's talking about okay, you get traded from the Hartford Whalers to the New York Islanders. Um, Now you're playing the Hartford Whalers or Islanders to the Rangers, whatever the scenario, and you're going to put a little money on the board. So, how much? Like, is there a percentage?
1: Depends on the guy. There's no real formula for it. I assume it's much more than when I played. Mm. Um we used to actually tape the cash on the board, but now they just now they just write it on with a marker. And uh whoever's the treasurer or we used to call them the fine master, um, they collect the money and at some point during the year you'll have a team lunch or a team get together of some sort, and the fund pays for that. So Uh, but it's, you get traded guaranteed. You're sitting in a locker room. Like if it was when I got traded to the Islanders, I'd be sitting in the Islanders room and somebody would say, uh, you know, come on razor. These guys didn't want you anymore. How much you got on the board.
2: <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. uh, so
1: you'd have to go up and put your cash up there and, and then and would it would it depend it, how pissed it, off you were yeah, at, yeah. at the, I mean, if yeah, you were yeah. really sour, it would be more. <laughs> and, uh, if you put up a little bit, if you were a little light, uh, you might get a few booze and then, you know, there'd be a little pressure into put, putting a few more dollars up
0: there. That's awesome. All right. Another one from Instagram, from Nathan. What is the role of the fourth coach behind the bench? Because Nathan says, as we all see, I see a lot of benches now with four coaches on the bench. I guess, I guess it kind of
1: depends, does it? Yeah. I'd like to answer that for you. I'd like to answer that for you. I'm not real sure what they do other than it's just another <laughs> guy back there. like. Like honestly, I I don't know. I I see the three coach thing, right? One guy works yeah. on the D, one guy works on the forwards and the head coach manages both. But the other guy, mm-hmm. I'm not real sure what he's doing. I I'd like to come up with something really creative for you, Dregs. I just think he's It's <laughs> kind of when you look back behind the bench, by the way, it looks like a bus stop. There's about three trainers, four coaches, like it's crowded back there.
0: Mhm. All right, it's going to stick with Instagram here putting you on the spot here a little bit, but it's somewhat team related. What's the, this is from Giordo. What's the funniest or craziest Christmas holiday story you ever experienced? Now I'm thinking maybe it was a, a team experience, a team gift. Maybe it's world junior related through travels and, and
1: whatnot. I don't know. Um, I don't know that I have one. You know what I always liked though was the last practice before the Christmas break. We'd mm-hmm. always have like a, a Christmas party. And so you'd, you'd come to the locker room. The trainers would make a Christmas tree out of upside down hockey sticks and put some lights around it or whatever they had. Oh, nice. It.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you'd
1: have these gag gifts. So the guys would just sit around. We'd have, we'd bring lunch in and just sit there and you'd open these gag gifts up. And, um, you know, like the guy, you know, like for me, I got one year, I got a, a little doctor's kit and the doctor's kit had to be explained was because I have no patients. um you know if a guy had a rather large cranium somebody would take the puck bucket and tape it in the road colors tape and put his number on the back like that was his road (laughs) helmet so i just always loved that sort of stuff i just thought it was kind of funny and well not kind of funny it is funny and it is everybody would sit around and just kind of laugh and so i that's kind of what, for the team, my favorite stuff that happened.
0: All right. To at Ray and Drake's Twitter from Sean Esri, this one is for you, right? It's a hypothetical. So you're in a charity game, okay? You get to pick two forwards, two defensemen, and a goalie to start the game with. What former teammates are you picking to have the most fun with? Maybe not the most talented, but the most fun to play with. And then he's got a follow.
1: So I've got a goalie. Yeah. Oh, that would be heels. I mean, in a charity game. uh, First of all, we would lose because Glenn Healy wouldn't stop a shot. Yeah. He'd be like, I'm not getting hit with that puck. (laughs) I'm not getting (laughs) hit with that puck. Defensemen, just going to go through the teams. If I, if I wanted to have a competitive team, I'd pick Brian Leach because he was, he was among the very best, uh, that I, that I ever got a chance to, to play with. Uh, only played with him for little. No, I think I would pick Rob Blake. Rob Blake would be would be my other guy front Luke Robitaille for sure right I have played in a fantasy camp with Luke he never passed to me he said <laughs> I looked over I saw you there and I figured I was the best option so he never <laughs> passed to me. he just so he would he would be he would be the guy and uh, Andrew Burnett for sure
0: oh nice yeah okay there's he, a follow-up follow-up him? from from Sean who is the most talented
1: player you ever played with Alex Kovalev mm. Just in
0: every sense. Like, just
1: high-level skill. Yeah. Amazing skill. So strong. So creative. Like, one time we were playing, and, you know, Alex sometimes would get, I think he'd forget to shoot. Mm -hmm. And so, we're playing on a line, me, him, and Luke Robitaille. And Luke says to him, Al, you've already beat that same defenseman three times. You could shoot it now. Mm -hmm. Like, he would it was like it was a game to him. He was so good. So good. Hi, it's Ray Ferraro. You've probably heard me talking about my friends at North Beach Agency and Craft Growth. They provide customized marketing solutions tailored to help grow businesses of all sizes. From results-driven marketing across TV, radio, and podcasts to websites, digital, social, out of home, and everything in between. They have the proven expertise to get the measurable results you need to get your business growing. You can visit craftgrowth.net and book your free business growth consultation now. That's craftgrowth.net. All
0: right, we've got a bit of a philosophical parenting oh. question. This one also from Twitter at Waterwheel96. So he says When I listened to the podcast and when I heard Ray talking about Reese, I wondered about how his parenting style relating to sports has changed from his older boys, Matt and Landon, to his younger boys, Reese and Riley, and the lessons that you learned along the way?
1: I I would say there might be, there is nothing more powerful, whether it's sports or anything, of watching your children do what they do. Mm -hmm. Like, if you see their love for it, like, you just want it for them so badly. Like, I I don't want it for me. I've already had, you know, my day. I just, I want it for them so badly. I see their love for it, and I, I just want to support it. As far as it's changing, incredibly, I wish I would have had the experience and age, uh, you know, uh, with my older boys now that I have now, because I would have been, I would have been less stressed. I would have been less on top of things Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they've got to figure a lot of the stuff out themselves. And I can tell my, you know, my 16 year old, I can tell Riley You should be training. You should be doing this. Unless the love for doing that comes from him, it doesn't matter. He's got to find the love in the sport. I have to, I would love to go back and just ease off a little bit for sure. Mm. That's, and I would say this with, with all parents, and I'm sure it's a very common thing, but remember why you're there. Mm. Remember why you're at the game. You're at the game because your child wants to be there. If you pay for extra skating lessons, because your child wants it it doesn't mean that they're going to turn into Connor mcdavid no no. you you have if they want it and you can provide it then you provide it if your son or daughter wants skills coach for soccer and they've got it in their heart to go do the work that's all you get from it you get their enjoyment out of it you don't you don't do it because you think oh maybe one day at the end of the day there's a payoff for all of this Mm -hmm. it's their childhood support their childhood.
0: Well said. Back to Instagram and in again the spirit of the season from Donovan Hamilton Ray right? in the Christmas spirit.
1: What are your favorite Christmas traditions? We always have a uh, a big Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve actually. Mm-hmm. We have a Christmas brunch. Cammy loves cooking Christmas brunch and it's got all kinds of stuff, you know, like that we might not normally have yeah. and I just I just love it. I love seeing how happy she is when she makes it oh, because good. she just like, first of all, I don't know that I can accurately describe what the kitchen looks like when it's finished, mm-hmm. but oh man, it's so good. So we have that. We also have, I think the last decade we've had the elf on the shelf. Oh, nice. And we really, we really get a kick out of that. Yeah. You know, moving it around and hiding the elf oh. and everybody trying to find it. And- I don't
0: know if you've seen, I and, and it's, I believe it's on Instagram and I think it's out of the UK, but this little guy wakes up in the morning and he's got somebody taken a marker and drawn goggles on his face and, you know, the mustache and everything else. And beside his bed is the elf on the shelf holding a pen. Oh, excellent. And this poor little guy is so bent because this elf in his mind has done this to him it is sleep so yeah. i i just get a kick out of that because unfortunately or fortunately i guess it depends on how you look at it. holly and i didn't get we we never experienced the elf on the shelf you know katie and mason are 23 almost 24 and 21 mm-hmm. so we were past. yeah you know what's that. gonna
1: happen though drakes when they find their partners and they have their kids there they go there's the elf on the shelf of their tradition oh, I, and i, I can't you know, wait to get a part of that yeah it's the best i will t- i will say this about christmas traditions yeah when we were growing up nobody ever beat the ferraros with their christmas lights up ever really dad was on it like that yeah because he put them up one year and they stayed up for about 11 ah. straight right through the summer Everything. Multicolored too. Oh for, yeah. Multicolors. Yeah. We'd go, Dad. Why should we take the lights down? No, nah, then we just got to put them back up.
0: Yeah. So they're up there. So I got stung by the company that put up our Christmas lights. Yeah,
1: you mentioned that.
0: Yeah. 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 So they're clear. I think I'm just going to leave them up there. Just in the
1: Ferraro tradition. I'm leaving them up there. You can't barely see them. They're clear lights. And I'm not going to turn them on, but drags. And then next November, you can say to your buddies when they come over, see, there I am again. First yeah. up with the lights on it. Yeah. So Brian
0: Mudrick, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but he's a constant contributor to Ask Gray and Dregs anything.
1: What has money got now?
0: Yeah. More time Uh, with no golf, by the way. Well, his question is, does Dregs like old fashions? Do you? (laughs) Which the spelling is ridiculous. He spelled it completely incorrectly. No, I don't. And nor do I like Manhattans. And my reason is, and this is just going to sound like a ridiculously shameless plug, right? When you've got the quality of whiskey that that we're furnished with, you don't mix it with the nonsense, right? So I can appreciate the old school people out there, like the old fashions, all of that. So there you go, Muddy. He sends in a question like every two weeks so. Uh, I think we should take a couple of hockey questions. Sure, or whatever. whatever. What do
1: you got there? What do you got? Well,
0: let me just peruse here. There were one or two that I thought were interesting. Eh, you know, we haven't talked about the Vancouver Canucks in a bit. Um, And boy, for the first 15, 20 games, we talked about the Vancouver Canucks on the Rain Dregs podcast a lot. So we know that Besser was likely to be traded, Horvat likely to be traded, maybe somebody you know, sees a fit in, in Tyler Myers. And I mean, we know they're open for business. So put your GM cap on here for a moment. What would you see as Brock Besser's value in a trade? And after you answer, I'm, I'm going to just kind of round it out a little bit because I have a thought on this as well.
1: Well, you got to remember two years left on his contract, Yeah, which will bring the price down because it seems like everybody's looking for one year or expiring or that, that type of thing. I, I don't think it's a huge return. No, I, I think it's a difficult contract to make, uh, fit, uh, unless he can find a way to start scoring again mm-hmm. at the pace that he was scoring prior to getting hurt. That, that to me is the biggest challenge. So I, when I say not a, you know, I'm not, it's not a first round pick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a higher end prospect or second round pick
0: okay that question from at canucks five and i'm actually gonna lump in the next one which is uh, am i far off from twitter what
1: you, at what's that am i far off or no or what do you think
0: no i don't think you're far off but i'm gonna lump i'm gonna lump in this next question from twitter from at pdog 57 to explain because he's asking which of the canadian teams are most likely to make the biggest splash by trade and i i mean it seems pretty obvious i mean let's see what what Montreal does but Vancouver has the most in play here so I think it's going to be Vancouver I think your assessment of what the return on Besser is is fairly accurate but I think there'll be some flexibility there depending on what you get back for Bo Horvat and maybe some of the other pieces you know what the needs are or what the wants are they want a young center right they want a, a young right shot defenseman they need to clear off some cap space I feel like they could be a little bit more flexible with Besser and take an NHL player back if it was the right NHL player, young NHL player, and they shaved some of the cap hit off by moving out Besser. So I I think that there is some flexibility, but as a one-off, if it's Besser going out and you feel like you've got to shave the space elsewhere, maybe simply by moving Horvat, then, and the six million that you're probably going to have to shed and moving out Tyler Myers, then I think that uh, they can probably get through that way. What else have we got here? So many different ways we can go. Um, Oh, all right. Well, let's stay with Canada for a moment. Are the Oilers in trouble, Ray? This is from at Daryl 43. Or do we think that they're going to be okay once Evander Kane comes back and hopefully their goaltending stabilizes?
1: Well, I'm, I'm almost certain the Oilers made the conference final last year. Mm. So with that becomes this expectation that there's not going to be a dip, that it's going to be continued growth, which generally doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, they were fine till Kane got hurt. Mm -hmm. They missed Kane on several levels. If you look at the forward group, you know, you know, Kane was gone. Yamamoto, I think,'s got three goals this year, you know, like, and, and was injured for a good part of it. Those are, those are two of their top six forwards or top seven, I guess. Um, I think they miss McLeod when he's been out. Mm-hmm. I do think they need to add another defenseman. Are they okay? Man, that's a lot of things that got to go right for them. Mm-hmm. But the other part to this, I would say Darnell Nurse has to find the level of his game that he's not been at this year. And maybe Agreed. part of that dregs is adding another defenseman as time goes on because there isn't a defenseman store that you can just go and buy a guy at right yeah. Like you, yeah you gotta you know the other team has to make that player available and we all know yada yada cap you know tough to make trades i think i think that trade will happen but maybe another defenseman takes some of the minutes away from darnell nurse because it becomes overwhelming after a while right. and you're trying to do everything and and i don't know that any player can really handle all of that
0: all right. Why don't we wrap up this extended version of Ask Grindrags Anything with a Ray Ferraro ESPN related question? Okay, from right. Twitter, uh, Heather Bernard, Ray. How do I find out which broadcasts you are working? I enjoy your commentary. So on the nights when my favorite team is not playing, I want to tune into the games that you are analyzing.
1: Well, that's a lot really of love, awesome. Ray. Right there. Thank you very much. That's awesome. Um, I. Follow my Twitter thing, and I'll, and I tweet out. I think when I'm working, but I don't know. I don't know necessarily. Dregs, is there is there a roster of who's doing which games <laughs> when? And you know, I don't. I don't know that. I think I just. I mean, I
0: would check out the ESPN site. That would probably be the place to yeah. start. But other, than not
1: yeah. I'm but not I so I sure. think you know, most of the time uh, I tweet out. Hey, I'm in Dallas here. I know. I know my next game's December 30th in Seattle. The Oilers are there, mm-hmm. and. December first, I'm in Seattle for the Islanders, and the 10th, I'm sorry, the 10th, I'm in Colorado, and the 12th, I'm in Detroit. Toronto's in Detroit on the on the 12th, so I think that's my second Leaf game of the year. Mm, nice, that's it. Yeah, so I think that would be Heather the the best way to find it. it was just as Dregs mentioned, just go to the site and or follow my Twitter account. No, I'll, I'll make sure I get it out there.
0: Okay, now we have to pick question of the podcast who gets hmm. the Ray and Drake swag I'm I think gonna there make... should
1: be I think there should be two it's Christmas okay okay fair you enough, enough. It's the holidays
0: so I'll pick one and you pick one unless we pick the same one and then we'll have to well reject.
1: I'll go first since um yeah. okay. uh, I've got the since you've got the questions in front of you still I I would say uh I kind of like the the charity game one oh that was I a would good play one. with yeah okay uh, that was Sean yeah okay Perfect.
0: Uh so Sean Essery at Bald Trition is his Twitter handle. Um so thanks for that, Sean. And uh, look forward to getting some nice swag compliments of the Rain Dregs podcast. I also liked the question about your parenting and the adjustments from Matt and Landon to Riley and Reese. So is it, I mean and you gave a very honest answer in terms of your experiences and, and things that, uh, oh, geez, now I'm getting, we can do three if we want. Rob Gray's made an executive decision to, okay. to do three. All right. So we picked two from from Twitter. That's Sean Esri and at Waterwheel96. I don't mind the money on the board
1: one. Money on the board. Yep. That's from Merv. at Because it seems like, Burton. you know, it gets written up a lot and maybe a lot of people don't quite understand what, what goes go. into it.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious now. I mean, you know, we we didn't you didn't throw out specific dollars. You just gave oh, for us. It was a
1: hundred or two hundred dollars. I I don't yeah. know what it would be now. So I heard Chris
0: Pronger on a show recently talking about, and and Prongs has been retired for a bit, but he was also a big money guy back in the day, and yeah, and he thought it was like around two thousand twenty five hundred then. So i don't know maybe it's that much bigger although not many players get traded anymore so you're probably looking at no. free agent guys that right. <laughs> sign big tickets and you know now they're playing the team that Jesus, they're, played they're
1: paying that yeah there's Dregs. don't forget like there was a you know my my first year i made sixty four thousand dollars so yeah yeah so well i know 200 putting, mattered that that was yeah you weren't putting yeah. up twenty five hundred dollars
0: no no kidding All right, here we are with another post-Christmas visit with Chris Abbott. Presentation Botano.ca now available in Ontario. Remember, Batano, the game starts now. Man, some big games ahead in the National Football League, but you know, every weekend is, is a fun time when you're following as closely as we do with the NFL. So let's fast forward here, Chris, a little bit, right? Because it's not too early to start looking at a Super Bowl favorite but before we get there, why don't we look at the conference champions? Let's kind of do it step by step. So what uh, what's the action looking like now as we look at uh, the, the conferences?
2: Well, you know, it's first of all, how many Christmas times do you spend with your family? And you're like, man, I wish there was something on TV yeah. on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, the NFL helped us out this year. So thanks very much, yeah. Uncle Roger and everybody else. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny, the Bills and Chiefs obviously leading the leading the pack in the AFC I'm surprised to see Cincinnati as the third favorite there, but I think that speaks to more about the strength of the AFC right now. Cincinnati's mm. a plus 375 to win the conference, and then you go all the way to Baltimore at 14-1 to 1 and, and question marks around Lamar Jackson and his health, so honestly, guys, right now it's, it's looking like it's Buffalo or KC and anything else will be a, a massive upset, and I, for one, although then again, based on my picking during the year, maybe I should take a long shot here because uh, <laughs> if I grab one of the favorites, it's not going to work out. A little bit different, I guess, in the, in the NFC where there's some teams that have kind of all climbed to the top. Philadelphia is the favorite at plus 125. I'm looking at San Fran, Dallas. They're they're all taking action at the top, and then it drops off a bit to the Minnesota Vikings who, if they can sneak their way in, obviously you've found a way to play close games Almost every game for the last couple of years, and and what's playoffs if not a close game? So, I'm not saying I'm going to back Kirk Cousins in the playoffs against some no. of these teams, but if you want to take them at ten to one as a long shot NFC winner, they're there. And then, of course, we always talk about never counting out Tom Brady, sixteen to one though, and and they have not looked very good in Tampa right here.
1: You know what always makes it hard for me to evaluate this stuff as you get into this part of the year is you know I was out shoveling my driveway yesterday, and it was cold. And I was cold shoveling the driveway. I couldn't imagine somebody hitting me. And like the weather factor becomes like, I don't know how those guys do it. I I really don't. I I watch it and I'm like, yeah, I I don't know. I don't even know how they move the ball. So the teams that move the ball the best are the ones I'm the most concerned with, because I'm Mm -hmm. like, what if they just can't when it's too cold?
2: I think it's a really good point. I think when you look at teams that are going to host playoff games like Philly, Like Buffalo, like KC, potentially Cincinnati, Mm. not always going to be good environments in January for any of those. So how have those teams performed in the cold weather? How have their running backs handled the ball all year, especially in, in not perfect weather? All those things certainly make a difference. And then, of course, whose defense comes to play? Defense can play in any weather. So that's certainly something to consider as we get closer to the finish line.
0: Yeah, and as you get closer, as we wrap up here, Chris, how soon do you start looking at a Super Bowl MVP? I mean, can you can you pick that out of the gate? I mean, obviously, you're taking a flyer on whomever it might be. Mahomes, Josh Allen, go down the list.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's many markets out on that right now. Yeah. Um, get good odds, obviously, because the yeah. team's got to get there yeah. first, and the guy's got to have a great game, but... You know, that's a curious question, and and it's a question that people who like to bet futures markets will be asking themselves. Some people don't bet game by game. No. Some people like to invest in these long things and and see if they get a big payoff. But, wow, if I had to pick a Super Bowl MVP this year, Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes, I think KC finds their way back there. Yeah. Too good.
0: Awesome. Good stuff, buddy. Well, thanks again for doing this, and uh, have a safe and happy new year.
2: Same to you guys. Hope you're enjoying the holidays.
0: All right, buddy. Well, uh as this is airing, it is uh, December twenty ninth. So, are you? Mm. You know, do you have the time? Is is it a big event, Chris? Uh, New Year's Eve, or is it fairly low key? You know what, great. Right? I
1: don't know because we'll be in Seattle. Uh, yeah. Cammy's going to come down with Riley and Reese, and I've got yeah. games on thirtieth. As Ollie, Ollie's angry. Somebody walked up. Yeah, We're somebody curious. walked down the yeah. stairs. So we got games on the thirtieth and the first in Seattle. So. I think New Year's Eve will just be the four of us, and we'll uh, have a little dinner somewhere, and yeah, get through the New Year.
0: I mean, yeah, very similar. No travel, but I, as I've gotten older, I just I've lost complete interest in the whole New Year's Eve debacle.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's from, a young person's goal, man. Go out and rev it up a little bit. Yeah,
0: I, you know what, like the house parties and all that. it's it's fine now because we're we're not post-covid entirely but everybody's kind of loosened up and relaxed and you feel Mm -hmm. safe and comfortable in doing that but again you know unless i'm watching games i'm in bed by 11 o'clock i'm not staying up to ring in the new year (laughs) that makes me sound like a fossil but But remember the old days when
1: you were young though and you'd stay up just to see dick clark and in the it's the ball nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, yeah, and then you yeah. go, you know, and you yeah, that was awesome.
0: Yeah. And you'd go to the parties where you'd have to be careful and you'd have to kinda situate yourself because you know, you gotta kiss all the wives and the girlfriends and all that, right? So you make sure you're in the right spot at the right time. You know, it starts with your wife or your girlfriend, but you know, you make sure you're in good company.
1: There's a little bit of the you. There's a little sasky for you right there. <laughs>
0: All right, buddy. Well, enjoy it. You've earned it. Happy New Year. Thanks to a great 2022 and all the best to your family.
1: Yeah, same to you, Drake. And to all the listeners, uh, I hope the new year brings lots of great things for you. And thanks for listening this past year.
0: Yes, thank you. And happy New Year. And a huge shout out to those partners who make the podcast possible. Canadian Club Whiskey, we're asking, are you over beer? Thank you. By Boston Pizza. Pick it up, get it delivered to your door. Just let Boston Pizza do the cooking for your family tonight. Thank you, Boston Pizza. By Batano.ca, available now in Ontario. The game starts now. Thank you, Batano. And Doer. use code RND15, and you will save 15% off everything at Doer.ca. Thank you, Doer. Happy New Year to everyone. That is episode 29 of the Ray and Riggs Podcast. Until 2023. Be safe, everyone.